Hello and welcome to the show. I am Scott. And I'm Joe. And we're Just Another Movie Night, and this is Before and After Reviews, where we go see a brand new movie in the theater and we give our thoughts before and after. But today, we're on catch-up duty. We've mm-hmm. been on the road for a little bit, and we've missed a bunch of movies. And today we're going to do um, basically a catch-up on a whole bunch of films we, we haven't seen, uh, or we've missed in the couple last week. So I think we're going to do two. I think it's a double feature shot this week. So first up is The Nun 2. There's something wrong with the school. Something doesn't feel right. Sophie, what happened? I think there's something here. That's not meant to be. What did you see? I saw none. This thing, it's come back for me. This demon was once an angel. Rejected by God. Stripped of power. It wants that power back. It's okay to be scared. I'm scared too. You send that thing back to hell. We already just saw it. We just came out of the movie theater and, uh, we're not doing it before. Um, and I, I will say, if I had to do it before on the Nun 2, none your business, I would have <laughs> said, this movie's going to suck. And I didn't like the first one that much. And I'm going to see it because I love horror movies. To me, a horror movie is important. And uh, I just really enjoy horror films. I like that idea of uh, the scares, the creepiness. There's something about horror films that other movies don't do, which is visual flair, great cinematography, just really inventive stuff. And I really love to see when directors come along and do new inventive shit. I think you agree with me on oh this? Oh my God, same. Yeah, but... Would you say the same thing about The Nun 1? I Yes, I do agree with you on that. I, I wasn't... Um... I wasn't blown away by the first nun. Yeah. I, I you know, it was okay. I'll, it's not something that I will ever scurry to turn off if it's on in the background. Yeah, it um, might be good background noise, but yeah. the problem with that is that movie relied heavily on jump, jump scares. scares. <laughs> but it, it's it's not even jump scares. It, it's heavily reliant on that Inception soundtrack from the trailers, you know, that mm-hmm. big sting of music score to tell you you should be scared. Yes. And uh, I feel like that's a cheat. You know, I usually think that that's um, a throwaway thing to do away in horror movies. Like, mm-hmm. basically your weakest out. Like, if I don't have enough visual flair, I don't have enough strength in my own movie, I'll do jumps that are just not even, they don't even connect with the film. And then I'll do that score. Mm-hmm. to make it sting. And sure, it might get everybody startled, but I wouldn't say it scares. Right. I don't think it, it's cohesive. It doesn't it doesn't uh prolong the 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 fear, you know? Like it just kind of like okay, it comes and goes. You're in and out of it. Yeah. Would you say anything else about the first movie that uh stands out of why you, what you didn't like and what you thought going into this movie might be? I mean, this was well going back to the jump scare thing. Um, I, I thought the the first okay. Well, going let's just skip over the jump scare thing for now. Um, the plot. I I thought that the plot in the original was kind of just like I, I, it was a little convoluted. I, I don't even really remember it. Yeah, it's it was so generic that it kind of doesn't even remember. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't stand in my out. mind at all. Like yeah, it, I can't even remember little bits. I remember the actors. I remember. 
the three main characters that come out in the end. Yeah, I, that I do remember. Um, and then, like you said, just the you knew when the jump scare was going to happen, so you didn't really feel the impact of it. This film, that well, that was completely different. Yeah, or, or if you're going to already start talking about this other this new no movie. i just wanted to say that that's what i remember about the original yeah so and was, was that your fear though that they were going to do that again and that, that was, was going to repeat yes yeah yes right? and you know also i had that that trailer fear that the trailer is going to be better than the movie because i'm not going to lie and we both admitted when we first saw that trailer for the nun too um we they, they got us they yeah. got us you know in one of those scenes yeah. and i was and, like Ooh, that got me you that's know. a good thing to bring up because yeah. they changed it completely in this movie and they did yes they did and um <laughs> good on them to do a fake trailer it was a trickery yeah <laughs> because that already sets up the mood i think mm -hmm. for this film yeah uh, and so if you want to that's the before we're not going to spoiler by the way we don't usually spoiler them before and afters but um I, I, I sometimes movies it's like the spoiler doesn't matter because you kind of already know what's going to happen, kind of. But we're not going to spoil it either way. But I just wanted to throw that out there before we start talking about the movie mm -hmm. after seeing it now. Mm -hmm. I will say right off the bat, which is my uh, catchphrase. Right, right off the, the bat. Right out of the gate. <laughs> is that yours? <laughs> That's mine. Um, I will say something is up with the series that this movie connects to. Mm -hmm. um, the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. The Conjuring, Annabelle, um, I think, is that everything? Is there another one? Oh, there was also La La Rona, but that's kind of, she's, she's that's not, that's not really mm, clear if it's actually connecting. It is referenced maybe, but not really. They're trying to relate it to that series, but I, I mean, it's well, not really a part of it. Well, I'll say perfect thing to say with that. I hope there is a La La Rona too after seeing this film. Because yeah. this series knocks it out of the fucking park when it does sequels. What is going on with the sequels? <laughs> the sequels are always better than the original. I know. I don't know true. if you agree with me. I do agree with you. I was going to mention that. Annabelle 2 and Annabelle Comes Home are way better than the first Annabelle movie. I don't even want to watch the first Annabelle. I mean, okay. it's okay. Don't I know, let her hear you say that. I know she's upstairs. She's upstairs. She, um, I don't mind Annabelle 1. I know a lot of people don't like it too much. I actually think there's some really interesting stuff going on there visually. And I don't hate it. I know a lot of people did. But I like the other ones more. And that's a little sketchy. But also The Conjuring, I think the second one, I liked a lot. Yeah, I feel that way too. I feel like the, the sequels are much better. It's like they found their footing and they know what to do. And they, they know how to, to get people. And I, I, I think that's... Yeah. yeah, I can see that happening for La, La, La Llorona. Yeah, now, I don't know if you know who who the director of this movie is, because I don't know anything. I'm, I'm completely blind on this film. Okay, so this movie was directed by Michael Chavez. Have um, we seen anything he else has, like, he's done? Anything else okay, so, that stands out? That... Uh, he directed The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Wow, because I do not like that film. He that did, was my least favorite of the franchise. Yeah, that was not. No, we did not care for that film. Yeah. But um, he did the, the Curse of La Llorona. He directed that. Oh, I can't believe it. He directed that. Yeah. So uh, it seems like he's in it. <laughs> I mean, he's he's in this game. And then. Are you shocked? I mean, finding I, that out after watching this film. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Which actually gives me hope for. Uh, a, a sequel to that. But the other two were kind of references to... I don't know. I'm so it's shocked. It's weird, yeah. Um, I don't, maybe that was a... I don't know if that was his first films, but maybe it's uh, three times a charm because I'll just say it right off... I'm just going to say it right now. I really, really enjoyed this film. I really did too. I was so surprised. Mm -hmm. I thought this was going to be a piece of shit. I and didn't think it was going to be a piece of shit. I just thought it was going to be another nun where I I was like, eh, and it can't be any better than the first one. And then I'm sitting there during the movie going, holy shit, this is impressive. Mm -hmm. um, great characters really actually care about the characters. Um, and, and they could be so done in a way where it's so cliche, and maybe they kind of are, but the payoff for where they were going with it 
even when they didn't even give it enough buildup, the movie still found a way to make them endearing. Like, you kind of don't want anybody to get hurt. Right. Right. I well, mean, there's some little girls there's in there. A, there's I little, would love to there's see little bullies. Her, but... Yeah, there's little bullies in there that, you know, need need a, a little bit of a smack. But, yeah. you know, otherwise, there's this little girl in it. Her name is Sophie. She's charming. She's adorable. Um, there's another character that we um, we meet. Uh, she's another nun uh, with Thaisa Farmija. And uh, they have really good chemistry together. Yeah, we got a couple of characters back. Shockingly, one of the characters is not back. And they just kind of like throw it out. Yes. He's not in this movie. And uh, that was surprising. But yeah, this movie visually looks great. They do very, very cool uh, scares. A lot of it seems very practical, too. Yes, it does. And the way that they go about it is so hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, I I will say that the creativity behind each thing really worked for me. I I don't know what it was, but I found it, like, like hauntingly awesome to look at. Just something about it was just, like, the creep factor. It, like, okay, here's the thing. I don't really get scared by movies anymore. I think at this point, I'm jaded. I've seen so many movies. I've watched way too many that I kind of usually know what's going to happen and where we're going. Mm -hmm. And nothing really scares me. I've been creeped out by some movies. But it's starting to get that the ones that are creeping me out, the ones that make me feel the most uneasy or the most scared, are usually becoming the psychological films. Mm -hmm. The slashers and the haunting and exorcist films do not yeah see i mean i'm on that level with you like i i don't like the the exorcism films used to scare the crap out of me like you know for instance the exorcist the original yes the crap out of me yes but now it's getting so common to do you know like we recently watched the pope's exorcism yeah i was gonna say we could could have talked about that here too i'm like i can't i can't do this i can't do it anymore i i'm i'm done i think but now we have exorcist uh believer coming out which i'm completely terrified by i think it's gonna be bad i'm scared but i'm like so intrigued because i mean even if ellen burston gets 10 minutes of screen time i am happy because i'm so happy she's a national treasure they brought her back and i'm i'm excited so here i am getting sucked back into the exorcism stuff but um Otherwise, I am I am in agreement agreement with you. I feel like I'm not scared by that kind of stuff anymore because they just do like body horror and then they do the the twitching and the whole neck crooking and all that stuff, and it's just been done into the ground. It's just been you know enough already. But this kind of thing, there was some real yeah, it, real it, stuff going on. It here. usually doesn't work for me. I will say that here it is more of a creep factor. I think it's mostly because the nun is something about if I saw it in the dark, like I was laughing because we came out, we have a movie theater we go to and you have to walk downstairs and then you have to turn a corner to leave. Now, if I would have turned that corner and the first thing I saw was the nun, I would have fucking shit my pants. <laughs> it would, it would have got me. It would have worked. Like if one of our friends oh dressed like the God. nun and did that to scare us, Oh god! Shit, that shit would have got me. That would have been amazing. That I probably would have screamed like a little girl, no <laughs> doubt in my mind. Wait, it would have got screaming me. like banshees. He's screaming like banshees when <laughs> I ran out the exit. We always go back to Night of the Creeps. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it works, and, and uh, like we brought up, the the trailer kind of lied about some scares, and there was there was a, I don't know, I'm gonna guess there is a practical creature in this movie okay a practical effect of yeah some there, sort? i feel like that was a practical effect that if we it's saw. not if it's <laughs> not a practical effect if it was a digital effect it looked real yeah and it looked awesome i'm gonna say 100 percent. well after reading the trivia it makes this more amazing to me because you know how like i have an obsession with abandoned creepy places and they filmed places? in a real place yes it was a, an abandoned church you can tell. I mean, there's some stained glass work they did here. They came out with some really cool visual cues and visual ideas. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I'm i surprised. I even love the setup that I didn't know was going to come back. Mm-hmm. And then the way it comes back. I, the whole movie, I did one of those rare things that I never do 
but I kept going, hmm, that's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. good on them. I kept doing that during the movie, like, oh, I'm impressed. Yeah, there's a couple of times where we actually looked at each other and we were like, wow. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> and we don't do that much. I, I mean, and, and I will say, this has a great opening. It really does. You know, like, the first, like, 10, 10 seconds, or I wouldn't say 10 seconds, maybe, like, first two minutes. I mean, it's right out, right out of the gate. It starts right off the bat. Yeah. We both said it. I know, we're such goobers. I'm telling you, I say it so often stop. now and I can't. So, yeah, it was like immediately it was it just went right into the movie and you automatically get that creepy vibe like from minute one. It, yeah. it was great. It was a great It, it is a feeling. great setup. It's yeah. a great opening to the film. And the set pieces and the fact that they did film in an abandoned church in France just makes it all more beautiful to me because I love creepy, beautiful, abandoned things. And, uh, and I love churches. I love churches. Yeah. And you know, it's funny. We're not religious. Not at all. I, I actually find religion scarier than most things. I think that's why The Exorcist creeps me out same, so much. Same, same, yeah. I don't know what it is. If, and sorry if anybody who is religious that listens. No uh, slight on you. I love that anybody can believe in what they want and that makes them feel better. Mm-hmm. But there's something about imagery of religion that just makes me feel uneasy. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it makes me more creeped out than anything and so church scenes nuns all that stuff already makes me feel weird Mm -hmm. and so when i watch the movie i feel even more so Mm -hmm. i I will i mean i'm sure i mean there aren't it's not all positives i I mean of course negatively there are some things here that a suspect you know a little cliche a little suspect a little like, and then those setups are like not very fleshed out. The character stuff isn't well fleshed out. There, I do really love that this is purely a woman film, a female centered film that revolves around almost all female characters. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed that. It felt refreshing. Yeah, even the villain. <laughs> even the villain, you're yeah. right. Um, except there is one central guy character. Yes who is central in a way where he's the one that needs to be saved. Yeah. And there is one other male character. There are a couple have uh, lines, but there's one other character who shows up to give a lot of exposition. Mm -hmm. He feels a little cliche. Yeah, it is. could have been better built up, um, or that character could have been utilized a little better, or maybe they could have done a little of investigating to whatever to come up with these ideas yeah, well, we always talk but i know about it's this. about moving the movie forward yeah. quickly it, we always talk about how there's always a character that knows everything and has and the answers an old to everything. Man. he's always an old man he's got he knows every single thing he's got oh i can help you with that yeah there's you a know? guy in a bar usually in a movie i always joke around that when i get older and i retire i'm going to be the old man in the bar that warns everybody about the thing that's gonna happen that's all i want to do <laughs> I'm going to move to country to country and warn everybody about the pumpkin patch. You're the, all doomed. Yeah, I'm going to say crazy shit, and they're all going to go, oh, that's old crazy Scott. He doesn't know anything. Oh, Just don't God. listen to him. Ignore him. Uh, don't go near the pumpkin patch. Oh, the cornfield. Oh, watch out for the lake. The lake of the lady. The lady lake. <laughs> He's drunk. He always says crazy shit. That doesn't make any sense. And then one day the lady lake thing's going to happen, and they're going to be like, that guy warned us. Yeah, Whatever happened to old doomed. Scott. You said you were doomed and you should have listened. Yep. Move town to town. Just do that for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh my I want to be that dude. Town to town. You town know that town. job? <laughs> what, what are you laughing? What's about that? You don't like my town you to town? You want to move town to town? Country just, to country? Yeah. You want to just go sit in like some dive bars and just yeah. tell everyone they're doomed? In, in France, they're not even gonna, that guy's not even speaking French. You know? Oh I'm going to be God. that guy. He's <laughs> a little crazy American. Well, Lives so, on the lake. I'm going to go ahead and say, <laughs> before we get silliness now, <laughs> is that there's uh, the thing that bothered me a little bit in yeah, this movie please. was there's just a little bit silliness going on with the plot. I mean, it kind of just ended, you know, like something happened and it just ended. But I didn't understand what was making this happen. There's a MacGuffin in this film. There's a giant MacGuffin that the movie ta- it needs. And it's not very... You're not very aware of what exactly it's doing, what exactly it is. You kind of understand what it is, 
but it's it's kind of a weak thrown together thing. There's mm-hmm. a better ending that I liked that kind of like connected to it a little bit of like um these characters plot. I will say that there's a character here that's kind of established that some of her fears are going to come back and there's going to be more of diving into her. And they don't really do anything. No, they don't. That's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I needed a little bit more because they spent a lot of time and put a lot of love and energy into set pieces. And And I think that's why I enjoyed it. Creep factor and all that. But the plot was a little bit lacking, Yeah, I feel. You know, when you think about a lot of people, one of my biggest pet peeves is that the people say, ah, they don't make horror movies like they used to and shit like that. Well, I'm just going to say that this movie felt more 80s horror Mm -hmm. than a lot of films do. Although it didn't have, it had that new style vibe and those actors and actresses that feel new generation. Mm-hmm. It still did shit that was crazy. Yeah, that you would see in the eighties movies where it's not about like really establishing characters. It's not really about uh, you know the characters are there and you understand their motivations and their goals, but it's more about the fun of the horror a- aspect. I think that's why a lot of eighties movies are kind of like fun and yeah. why people hold them so dear. This movie feels like that. It does. It does feel like that. And there's like so much going on in this movie visually that that, it's just so stunning. If this came out in the 80s, this would be like a cult favorite. I think so. And, um, you know, like I said about going back to the the creep factor, this had creep factor 11. I mean, it was there's so much creepiness and and also beauty in it. And just the just the set design, the set pieces, the long shots of the churches and you know everything like castles in France and yeah. it, it was just beautiful to look at and uh, I like her um, Taisa Farmiga I think she's cute yeah she's not I don't see her enough no I she thought she was going to, to be a bigger star yeah, she needs to be in more things yeah but um, because we like her sister too it it is odd this um the fact that she's playing in this series with her sister. That yeah, it, it, it involves like her sister. A yeah. past and the present type thing. Yeah, and she could have been playing her young. I never understood why they chose to do this because it could have connected better. I don't think they're saying that she's connected to her in the bloodline. No, I don't think. They're I don't think that. so either. No. But it feels like they should have. I mean, it would make sense because the movie The Nun is taking place in nineteen fifty four. Um, this this one, the Nun Two, is taking place in 1954. Was they this open 50s? with that. Okay. Yes, they open with that, and they're um, they're in Europe. So it's it has that feel because of being you know where they are in in the time period that the churches just feel so like almost alive with just spiritualism. I don't know. I can't. Well, that's okay. I You're telling really me this words. movie started with 1954? Yeah. So the her sister is playing a character in the 60s. In the yeah, 70s. Yeah, that's true. That so they it's only like start... 10 years apart. Yeah. Not that far apart. So she 1956. Can, she can actually be her. She's not. No, she's not. Because they're playing because real life you're characters. You're suggesting that Lorraine Warren was a was a nun. That's no. what I'm saying. But don't you find it weird that they have such a connection in the series? Like she has the nun painting. I mean, she yeah. paints the nun. It is. And it she's is weird. fighting the nun, and they're like sisters that look similar, and they have a connection. Yeah, it is very strange. It is strange. Like I feel like they did that for a reason. You know, they chose her for a reason. I, I felt like they were going to use that and do something with it that maybe she left being the nun at the end of the first movie. Yeah. I mean, they're calling this, um, they're saying that the nun from 2018 is the ninth installment in the Conjuring universe. Yes. It's a so, universe. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there's if, if you go by universe, that's not saying that she's somehow related to. Well, I'm just saying that they could have met. I mean, yeah, maybe. They could actually meet. Yeah. Maybe. Because, it, like you said, it's only 10 or so years apart. Let me see. The more of the Conjuring. Uh, or what came out? Conjuring came out first and then Annabelle? Yeah, everything kind of went off of it. Yeah. Okay, so the Conjuring was 2013, and that um, was 1970 when, they, when that movie was taking place. So it was the 70s. Okay. 1970. 
So yeah. Still, wouldn't they be that young? How old do you think that she is in this film? That character. I can't say, but I know that the actress is in her thirties. She is. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, she would only be around fifty when what in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. So they could meet. Okay. All right. Maybe that would be interesting. That'd be co- really cool, actually. I think it would be really cool. I wonder if we'll get to that. I, I didn't like the last Conjuring film. I always like that middle film. <laughs> I <laughs> like, I think I liked uh, Annabelle Comes Home, too, which is virtually the third Conjuring. They say it's Annabelle 3, but it's very much a Conjuring film because it takes place in the house. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So, anyways, weird, but what, yeah. what's the final scores here? What are we giving okay, well, since I'm ranting about weird-ass theories and ideas? Well, I, I mean, I totally like this movie. I had a great time with it. I was, I was creeped out. I had a good time, and um, I left there feeling good about it. Uh, aside from you know little plot things, hmm. I, I give this movie a seven. Yeah, I I'm liked it. A seven. I liked it, which is something I never ever expected to give a horror movie recently. Because, like you said, uh, we did Pope's Exorcist, which I also believe is this year. Yeah, I think it is. I feel like it's this year. And we and skipped that one in the theater, too, simply because... Yeah, I knew it was going to be bad. We yeah. we just had a feeling about it. And the same thing with that other exorcism film that seems very similar. It's like a nun uh, brought into oh, it. We haven't seen that yet, that's either. That's the one with... um. cannot remember anything oh, about the name or anything. It's but not... It's Oh, wait, hold on. It's not Kate Bosworth, right? She's not... It looks like her. It looks like her, but it's a different actress. Yeah, it's is that definitely right? not her. Ugh, I don't remember. I can make up some names if you want what I think it's called. <laughs> oh, exorcism, exorcism of Jean uh, DeRoe. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Jean DeRoe? The Trapping of the Devil in the Cage. <laughs> I'm sorry, now I'm doing giallo. You are. <laughs> oh Anyways, the uh, reason I brought up Pope's Exorcist is because that movie is exactly what I hate about exorcism films it does all of it it somehow has an interesting character that walks into a boring universe and yeah. then you're really just like how could the scares be this boring mm-hmm. and this cliche and tropey and then this movie comes and i'm like expecting the same shit and here i'm going holy crap i enjoyed the hell out of this movie you know <laughs> i read i read someone's review on uh instagram i cannot remember their instagrammer but i think they put up a joke they're like will there be a nun in this nun too like, apparently they said there wasn't enough nun. Okay, so there is two <laughs> minutes and 55 seconds worth of the nun on screen. What? That's what they're saying in the trivia. There's no way that's possible. The nun seems like it's in every other scene. I, I don't it know. It opens with the nun. And first off, when they're saying that, you mean there's the nun's face? Yeah, the nun herself. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. I mean, first off, it's always in shapes. And, and backgrounds and silhouettes, which mm-hmm. I actually like better. Yeah, I, think I like that too. It's more creepy, more scary to do that. Yeah, same. By the way, that movie's called Pray for the Devil. God, I could have came up with that. You should Pray have for said, the Devil. We should have played a game, the game show of what the hell the name of this exorcism <laughs> film is. We didn't see that either, just because it's going to be a piece of crap, devil. I think. But oh, um, I've seen. I can't wait. Now. I mean, we're going to have Halloween time. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, I'm sure there's going to be. Uh, what's a night uh, nightmare on Film Street? Nightmare uh, on Film Street, shout out! Shout out to Nightmare on Film we Street. Love who always you guys. does a uh, come up with a movie. They have like a, a list to do every uh, day of Halloween um, of, of October. Yeah, so we I'm have... sure there's a possession film. In there, 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 there has to be. I saved the list to yeah. my phone, so, so now we I know got what that it. is. We're gonna but, watch. Yeah, I mean, there is a piece of trivia in here that says that the nun is not on the nun in the nun form appears for a total of two minutes and 57 seconds i just don't believe that and who went and watched this movie and timed it <laughs> that's gotta Somebody. be fake trivia is I there a lot know. of thumbs up or thumbs down to that four people found this interesting out of how how many i don't know four out of four four out of four okay anyway so yeah we give it sevens now uh next up we're going to go see which we haven't seen it yet so we're going to give our befores on this one which is The Haunting of Venice. Mm-hmm. The new movie from Kenneth Branagh um, about him playing the legendary detective from Agatha Christie. Mm-hmm. Hercule Poirot? Yes. You have to say it like him, though. Do it, please. That's what I was hoping <laughs> you were going to say. No, I can't do it. I knew you were going to. Poirot. 
He says it, he says it with a, a, an Hercule accent. Poirot. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm excited to see that movie because I love mysteries and all that. I love Agatha Christie. This is a weird thing. Kenneth Branagh. I really like Kenneth Branagh. And You're for saying so his name wrong. You've been saying his name wrong this whole time. What is it? <laughs> it's my job to point this out. Well, I say everybody's names wrong. Kenneth so. Branagh. Branagh. Yeah. What am I saying? Branagh. You're saying Branagh. There's no N at the end of his name. It's Branagh. Pray for the Scott. <laughs> Pray for the Scott. <laughs> Kenneth. Kenneth Branagh. Robot. Robot. <laughs> Robot. Robot. Okay. It's Kenneth, a... Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. I said it good. Jason Statham. Oh, fuck it. Um, for now on, I'm calling him Gilroy Lockhart. It's not even Gilroy. It's Gilderoy. Is it? Oh, no. Dude. Oh, dude. Failing. I'm fired. You're failing me. I'm never going to say another name. I'm going to gap. And then have no, you overdub me. It's my job to correct you because you you speak too fast and you don't. I do. I speak. I, yeah. I have this thought that you should always go fast and not leave any dull moments. Right. And do we ever leave any dull moments? Do we? Well, no. that's the whole thing. I'm running, 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 trying to keep it together. That's and you why know I'm what? here. You're here to tell me if I say God. something stupid. I didn't even say the Harry Potter <laughs> name wrong. I said that wrong too, I mean. Yeah. It Good is Lord. Gilderoy. I'm not wrong, right? You're supposed to be the Potterhead. I don't know. All mm -hmm. I know is it's Brachium Armendo. Brachium Armendo. <laughs> it's the best. I fucking love See, Chamber of Secrets, you everybody. You just have to say it like that. I don't that. know you... why I enjoyed that movie so much. Yeah. Is it Leviosa? Not <laughs> Leviosa. That's what you sound like. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to help Okay, here. so Kenneth. I know him well. Okay, you know him well. Uh, look, I, I like this guy. I, I love this actor. I've enjoyed him for a very long time. This is one of those actors that I've liked, and I've seen every movie that he does, mm -hmm. except one that I heard someone told us to watch. Well, no, someone didn't tell us to watch it. Someone said it's the worst movie they've ever seen, and I <gasps> want to do it on the show, which what? is the Disney movie he did. Oh. Um, probably going to butcher this one, but Artemis Fowl? Oh, no, that's right. Oh, my God, we didn't see that one. He directed it, apparently, and it went, it bombed. Oh, my God. I, I, and, people are saying that's, like, one of the worst movies ever made. And I'm like, how could it be? But I cannot wait. So that'll be definitely on our other show, Talking Trash, sooner or later. But that goes into the him as a director. Oh, man. Because okay. he also directed, he has directed some strange stuff, like Thor 1. Oh, that's you know? weird. And he's done these... Uh, these Perot films, which I know I'm not saying his name right, and I don't give a fuck. I'm just teasing you about no, I'm it. Probably he just not. says it with an accent. Yeah. Uh, I said it, Hercule, right? That is how he said That's it. how I said it. Yeah, I said that right. right. You're right. I'm just um, These Agatha Christie movies. And this is his third one, which is surprising because I didn't think the last one did good. It was during COVID, and I think only mm, like, I remember we the saw it in the theater. No, we, Death on the Nile? Death on the Nile was yeah. a sequel. Death and on the Nile. The. the I enjoy his version. I know a lot of people were mad about it. I actually liked what he did with the last one. I think he added a little bit about it with himself, the character. Yeah, but see, it's hard because like I've seen all the original versions of these movies like That's from the, the 70s, problem. so I'm like, okay. And not only that, the incredible television show. If anybody has not seen the television series about this character, mm -hmm. there's an entire one from... It's um, on the BBC, the but BBC put I think you out. could check it out now. Yeah, it's on something called BritBox. So Brit you could Box. find Amazon. Yeah, it's a great show. It's very good. And they did all of her books and all of her short stories are episodes throughout the series. And you actually watch this character his entire life. Yeah. You see him beginning to his end. And I think that is great. And after seeing so much of that, it's very hard to see a new version. But here's something great. I don't know this story. Oh, okay. This is one I don't know. Okay. When I saw the preview, I didn't even know it was what it was. Hmm. I thought it was going to be another generic horror film. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I, I don't know. I have faith simply because um, I don't recall ever seeing like another version of that movie. Yeah, so... that kind of excites me. Yeah, I'm going does. in completely blind on the story. Hmm. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I don't know. Huh. So I think that's okay. a definite plus. Putting in my rating on the none two, <laughs> but yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Okay, <laughs> that's what I was doing with my phone. Um, yeah, but I I don't know. I'm, we're, I'm going in with a really positive attitude. Yeah, it has it again. He gets great casts. 
He does. That's definitely something. Who's the lead in that one? In which one? In the new one. Um, there's a there's a really interesting bunch of people in this film. I remember when we saw the preview. I think like Tina Fey's in this. What? It's a really unique bunch of people. I think. Huh. It's the same same time with the last movie and the one before that. There's just a really diverse cast of really intriguing people. He keeps finding new people to do these movies with. Hmm. So. I don't know. I'm 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 actually really looking forward to this film. I I can't wait to see what it turns out to be. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm checking into this. That it doesn't look like they ever did a, a haunting in Venice, like from the '70s or anything. So this is like the first time. Okay. So that should be interesting. Oh, that, that's because interesting. like when this I watched it, a... I think it was Death on the Nile, and like Maggie Smith was in that, and you can feel the time period. Yeah. Um. But I like the the way that he shot Death on the Nile, his his version. But I just didn't think it was a very strong movie. I guess maybe because I knew the outcome and I just... Because I, I read the book. So I kind of knew. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I want... I You don't think that this is a possibility that this is a new, um, like, story that they wrote in, with the character? This is definitely based off a book of hers, right? Yeah, she did the book. Um, let me see... Yeah, it does say Agatha Christie. Yeah, it's her book. So Michelle Yeoh, Jane, um, Jamie Dornan, Tina Fey, I was right. That's weird. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I don't see her in a... I don't, well, I don't know what role she's playing. Your favorite character from Yellowstone. Oh, shit. Beth. <laughs> I think I hate the actress Kelly because Riley. I hate that character. I know that's really I know, bad. It's, it's going to damn her forever. I'm but sorry. You also terrible. saw that movie with her and Michael Fassbender that angered you very much. I think it's called Eden Lake. Oh. Oh, my God, it did. Sorry to bring that one up, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to deal with that crap. I don't like her. <laughs> But I'm it's looking... only because I character. Sorry. No, I get it. it. I get and, and uh, I guess you should say that you love Agatha Christie. I love Agatha Christie. Yeah, it's one of your favorites. She's you my favorite. love murder I, mysteries. I That's why uh, yeah. you should be even more excited than I'm I am. Totally stoked about it. I'm totally stoked. Usually just... these movies are ensemble casting, so I don't think that she, you know, anyone's going to bother me. Like, you know, any one person. True. Hopefully not. I think I think the biggest goal for me is I love a, a mystery, but I rarely get tricked in a film. So I think that this might actually be one of those movies that, oh, I'm not going to know what the twist is. I'm not going to know the story. So I'm actually going to sit there and try to think it out, which is going to be my favorite thing to do. Yeah, same. And also, just a piece of trivia, the her book was not called A Haunting in Venice. Oh, uh, what is it? Um, it is um, based on her 1969 novel, Halloween Party. Now, I've never read that. I've never heard and of And I have story. read a lot of Agatha Christie books, and I have never read And this Halloween isn't a short, short story. This was an actual full novel that she did? It's a novel, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, she wrote um, 66 novels and 14 short story collections. Incredible, incredible. Um, With different story. characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Perot is not one of like is only one of her many characters that yeah. she uh, had as detectives. But Halloween Party does feature him, so that's uh, so that he changed the name, you know. But yeah, the book was called Halloween Party, and that's uh, that's what we got for you. So, <laughs> so what do you think you're going to come out with on this one, score wise? Oh, a haunting in Venice. Um, I have a feeling it's going to be at least intriguing, you know. So I'm going to say I'll come out with a six. I want to come out higher. I really do. But I'll, I think a six, I'll come out. I mean, I, I think I agree with you. And I think I felt like that when I came out of the last one. I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people didn't love it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was fun. I, I didn't like the other one. Um, death on the Nile? Death, no, the Death of the Nile was the last one. Murder, uh, Murder on, on the Orient, Orient Express. Express. I felt like it, it didn't do the story justice the way... You know, he's more of an action hero in that movie, and it's really strange for that character. And also, they got Johnny Depp being Johnny Depp. So yeah. you kind of already know what's happening, and you kind of know the story. And then when it when they did, they changed the ending a little bit, and it just didn't work for me. Yeah, see, that's the thing. They made a TV movie based on Murder on the Orient Express, and they did a TV movie based on Death on the Nile. And also, I read the books, those two books. So I'm, I've had my fill of all of it. So yeah. by the time I got to Kenneth Branagh's movie, movies, it was underwhelming. I was like, 
Okay. And I still thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean, it's as far fine. as the it movie looked goes, beautiful. Yeah. The directing was good. The actors were fun. Yeah. But I found the last one a little better. I think it kind of stepped it up in some of the portrayals and some of the character stuff. And I, I kind of liked the backstory stuff that he added to his character. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really unique and interesting. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's one of my favorite things to see what Ken and Branagh is going to... Oh, I'm sorry. Kenneth Branagh. Branagh. <laughs> God. <laughs> KB. See what KB does in the KB. next film. KB. So yeah, let's go uh, go check this movie out and uh, you can smack me off air. Oh, never. All right. Hercule Poirot, I've found something. I've looked at it from every which way. I am the smartest person I ever met, and I can't figure it out, so I came to the second. You are up to something, my friend. I've seen a million of these so-called psychics, each one a fake. I do not believe in psychics. Come with me to a seance. Spot the con I can't. Detective, you are here to discredit me. But I can talk to the dead. I'd give all I have to hear my daughter's voice. If someone wants to be heard, we are here. Listening. Mama? Felicia? What is happening? Contrap is here. Somebody is dead. No one shall leave this place until I know who did it. A ghost killed her. There must be a rational answer for all of this. Just admit that you are up against something bigger than you. No! Something in this house tried to kill me. Don't look at me like I'm a suspect. We're old friends. Every murderer is somebody's old friend. No one shall leave until I find if the living have been killed by the dead. And we're back. We just saw a haunting in Venice. Why you gotta start without me? I ain't even ready. Damn. You're not ready. No. What way have you been? I was fucking around online. You're fucking around online. Yeah, and I don't Did you even find have... anything out? I have my glasses on. I ain't ready. <laughs> Damn it. No, I'm looking on Instagram. We just walk in the door and I just shoot it out. And I'm just like, hey, go here and start. You just flushed you the toilet. Get it. You just got out of there. Jesus. I guess I got to edit all that out now. No, you don't. You totally took me off guard. I took you off guard too, sucker. Sucker Brown. Anyway, so we just saw Hunting in Venice. Yeah. Uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Mm-hmm. And uh, starring Tina Fey and that bitch I don't like that plays Beth. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying the actress is a bitch. Going I'm saying Beth from Yellowstone is a bitch. You're going for blood with <laughs> Kelly Riley. Kelly Riley. Kelly Riley's not a bitch. Beth, Beth Dunham or whatever is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she was good in this. She was fine. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, so, I mean, yeah, right off the bat, spoiler-free, of course. Uh, this is a murder mystery movie, and that's what this is. Uh, this whole series, this is the third in a series of these movies directed by him uh, on the same character, uh, Agatha Christie character. And uh, I like this movie. I-, I thought it was very good. I, I think that the my my big thing here is that these films are fun and interesting. Mm-hmm. And if you're into murder mysteries, these are definitely good for that. Yeah, which we are. And yeah. we love whispering over to each other like, okay, this is going on and we believe this is going on and this person did this. Yeah. Which yeah. I usually, you get mad at me because I usually try to spoil the movie because I try to guess. Well, yeah, I do get mad at you because I literally kept quiet even though my the wheels were turning in my head. I kept quiet on purpose mm-hmm. so we can discuss it later after. But I can't help myself. I, I have to talk to you because you're my bestie. Oh, thanks. He's my best friend, the thanks. love of my life. Oh, thanks. And so I want to share my thoughts with you. Oh. And usually those thoughts are, I have it nailed. And I was pretty damn close. I pretty much knew a lot, but I couldn't whisper enough to you. And you but I, think I, you're I whispered a smarty too, pants. 
I whispered two things. I was dead on. Yeah, you whispered two things, and I was thinking, I was thinking something else. But either way, uh, this movie was okay. Can I just start with the positives that I? Okay, so the positives on this movie were that the 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 setting of the movie was gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. It, it was basically filmed in one spot in Venice, um, one one house, and this house was so creepy and haunting and and lovely this is a great set great set yeah great set and i thought he was great as usual um kenneth brana and um i thought that pretty much everybody was was good everyone was they did fine there's a kid in this that i thought he was adorable um he was like I don't know what twelve going on forty five. Yeah, his name is Jude Hill, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if we know him from anything, but uh, yeah, he had a really great presence. Mm-hmm. That that running thing where we talk about kid actors, and when you see a child who just knows how to do a movie, mm-hmm. this is one of those kids instantly very interesting, very liking, likable, and intriguing. Yes, as a character, one hundred percent. He was like a he. He literally was like a. Like a a young politician, <laughs> you know, like he looked like he looked like a, a, an older man in a kid body, you know, and he he just the way he like carried himself, he was like, I don't know, he just reminded me of like a politician. I don't know why, but he was adorable. He did really good in this. Yeah, uh, the casting is great. I think the highlight is definitely set. And lo- the location and cinematographer, who I'm not going to even try to pronounce this name, but go for it. Harris Zambarlukas. Let's do that. Zambarlukas. That's his uh, long-standing cinematographer he's been working with on Belfast and all these movies. And fantastic shots. They set up some great location shots, some really interesting uh, backdrops. A fantastic ending that's just gorgeous to look at. I could mm-hmm. sit there and just stare at it. You, you said, "Let's get up, let's go," and I'm like, "Oh, oh. look at this! <laughs> look at this shot! It's gorgeous." Yeah. Um, what that kind of a positive also kind of has a downside. I, I think this movie, I think it's a little indulgent in the directing, and okay. I, I found a lot of the stylized shots. A little too much, especially with close-ups and pannings and also angles. Everything's at angles, which is I usually talk about with Dutch angles. There's a lot of those angles and close-ups and stylized and and lighting shots and and sometimes blurs. And he's going really indulgent in the directing here. But I will say it also is killer. There is a lot of great shots. I thought the shots were great that he was trying to pull off, and he actually did pull them off. There's just a little too much of a stylized thing going on in the opening here when it's needed. It's great. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it was, you kind of, I think sometimes uh, certain people, when they make mysteries, they know that it's hard to trick people or keep people trying to guess. So a lot of the time they'll shoot in a way where there's no way for you to see the things that the detective is seeing. Well, do you know what I'm saying? Of so course, that you keeps the air of mystery. Yeah, yes. you overdo the shots, keep us whirling, keep us moving so we don't really see what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like it, but I like also the fact that he balances the light and the dark because there's very few moments of light in this movie, but when he did use the light, it, it, it came at, at the, like a, up the proper time, you know? Um yeah, yeah, he he, yeah. When it's needed, he's a he's a really good director. I, I that's what shocks me that he's made some movies that people don't like. You know, like the first Thor, and mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like with his style, I think Thor was a little out of place for him. But now that I'm like watching, it's his an own. odd. It was an odd yeah, choice to even is. have him do that. And also this other Disney movie that's supposed to be terrible. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say, but. He does bring a really interesting flair, and he seems to understand where to put the camera and when. But I will say, it does border on that too much. A little of that, what's that, uh, 
show don't tell type thing. Mm-hmm. And there is like less showing and more of us stewing in moments. Yeah. Well, that's so how they just that's how they do I it. Kind it's of, a mystery. Yeah, I understand that. You know, but they, sometimes it kind of can get a little too much. I get it. I get it. it. It's definitely there, but I do think it also borders. It's it's a perfect balance. It's right there on the cusp of being too much mm-hmm. and great. Okay. So it's like right there for me of being like, damn, this looks good. This is really interesting shots. This is great looking stuff. I would say the same goes for the cast. It's right on the border there. Um, I think Jamie Dornan is in this, and he's doing a part that's a little overboard. His character is a very embellished, so he's the his acting is perfect for what it is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But the character just seems so intense. And the same thing goes for some of the other characters. Uh, Tina Fey is doing an old school reporter type thing that you've seen kind of mocked like that. The Moxie. She's yeah. I got an idea and I think I know what I'm doing. You know, yeah. like that. I, I, You know, that kind of thing. It works. But there are some scenes that are like a little too overboard. A little too over the top. I think this had a problem in the last movie too with some of the actors being a little too much. Yeah, I think it's just because of the time period they're trying to overdo it. Yeah. Um, but... I feel like, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I, I do, it's hard for me to look at Tina Fey as a serious actress. I think that she has it in her. I think that she has a really interesting evil role in her. I mean, I guess, but. Uh, like, I, I would see if someone's like picked, uh, you know, when uh, Anthony Hopkins plays uh, Hannibal Lecter, you kind of like, oh, wow, why hasn't anybody thought of this before? Well, I wouldn't go that far. I personally think that when Anthony Hopkins played Hannibal Lecter, that's just pure magic. But well, I, that's I, what I'm saying. He's like, you wouldn't take this thespian actor and then give him this serial killer role. You kind of like, it's a gamble. It's like Robin Williams in One Hour Photo. This is a gamble, right? You don't know what this is going to be, but then kind of genius. I think Tina Fey's got that in her to do one of these kind of roles in movies. Uh, you know what I, it I is? really do. It's... You know, I think I think Tina Fey is great. I think she's a, a great comedian. Um, but I, I, I feel like her face always exudes snarkiness. I That I do agree. You know, like she's always got this half-assed, um, gr- like shit-eating grin, like smirk on her face. I think that leads into what I'm saying. I think, to me, she seems like she could be your best friend. And your worst enemy. And then enemy. all of a sudden, yeah. it could drop on a dime. And I think that's where I'm getting from that. Like, I think that would be great. But that's way off the part here. She she's doing this uh this uh old timey reporter, which is really and it's like uh, it's kind of bordering on that. And it, it she, I don't know. She's playing Ariadne um Oliver, which yeah, is but you a know what famous I'm, person but, in the bo- in the books. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With the old time reporter. I'm I'm yeah, just saying like, that there's that joke about yeah, the old time reporter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like the, I have a bunch of moxie and you know, I'm gonna do this thing. Yeah, I, I really know and I mean, it, it's kind of the role that ro- kind of role for her is fitting if she was in a different setting. You know what I mean? I feel like this movie is too serious to have her because her facial expressions give her away as something other than the role she's playing. I, or, yeah, you know? I guess I guess so. Like, I, I mean, it kind of worked here. I had no real problem with it. There, I mean, no, I had no There's real just some bits that feel a little too fake like sometimes you don't know and i think that also adds to that mystery Mm -hmm. you know like oh you know like push it back a little bit oh the actors are a little too off so you never know who's really crazy or who's not but let's talk about the standout actor michelle yo well she's She's, always when she's on scene on on the on the in frame Mm -hmm. she eats up the frame she is just ruling she has Betw- a presence on screen yeah it's incredible and she's very good in this yeah she's wonderful yeah. she when she uh is talking with uh kenan kenneth Branagh. kenneth Branagh. brana uh-huh. why do i keep saying one this i want to say his name brana so bad it is not but kenneth brana when they're delivering dialogue to each other it's fantastic and he knows exactly how he shouldn't leave the camera off of her yeah, he definitely knows he that. He lingers You're the right. shot on her. He does. He and knows it's great. how to linger on her face yep. and like 
every single aspect of her face because she's very first of all Michelle Yeoh is like beautiful um and she can be haunting at the same time so like hauntingly beautiful and in this movie she is just that mm. and um he frames her face so well it, it just looks just yeah, magical she delivers there's a speech where she delivers a bunch of dialogue mm-hmm. and she is crying like tears are welling and she refuses to like blink she's yeah. doing very light blinking and it is fantastic and it just delivery. comes off of her so easily it's just so fluid and she's just such a, a she's just magical to yeah. watch she really is she's uh, uh, she's breathtaking i love her so she was definitely the, one of the major highlights of this movie but i how would you say that this holds up against his other agatha christie movies so we have this um, pitted against Death on the Nile and Murder on the Orient Express. How would you say this ranks with those? I think this is the best one. Absolutely, I agree. I, I think this is the best one. I like the last one. There was things about it I really enjoyed. And I really like that they gave backstory to him. Mm-hmm. And they and he tried to do something new. And I respect the new cho- choices. Mm-hmm. But I do definitely think this is my favorite because... I, I think, you know what, I'm kind of, we're kind of biased, let's face facts, because this takes place on Halloween, <laughs> and it's also dark in an abandoned, like, a scary house, and there's so many elements that we love, and it's a murder mystery. It's kind of everything yeah. that I kind of want to see in a film. It's true, and I'm reading the trivia that it says that um in the novel, well, it was called Halloween Party, Agatha Christie's novel, and... um. That was written in 1969, and at the in that novel, it this took place in the UK, not in Venice. So, oh wow, he I guess they just moved the story to Venice. Good choice. I, I thought it was a really good choice. Yes, yeah. it was like creepy. It adds to um, trapping them in a place because that's the whole thing. Like basically, you know, a murder happens and they trap everybody in the house and they can't leave. And it's perfect because in Venice, it's very hard to leave. You have to usually use boats. So yeah. it's actually a really smart location change, I think. And I think it really so added to it. Yeah. And it also worked. Uh, they wrote in some really smart elements. There was also some, like, uh, scares and some noises that came from... That would only work in that element. Mm-hmm. So, uh, good choice. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great. And and I loved the, like I said, the architecture going on. Oh, this place. is beautiful. This place. There's a room in here. They show a shot of it. It's... Un- unbelievable it's like trees on the walls mm-hmm. and are growing it's it's so cool looking yeah well overall i say that this is a good murder mystery i think this is really entertaining and i recommend going to see it yeah i if, and it's one it's a shame because i feel like people don't go see these kind of movies and i don't think this was advertised very well no not really yeah, it's not no. getting the play i i don't remember i remember seeing maybe one trailer in the theater and we go a lot yeah we go a lot every week so it's kind of it's kind of a shame because i think this is actually a fun time and this is the year of sevens so i would say that i'm giving this one a seven i am too uh again it's going on with this year of sevens i feel like every movie i've seen i'm like oh i'm pretty i'm pretty enjoying i'm enjoying these movies yeah um yeah I, i mean it didn't blow my socks off it wasn't like I wasn't emotionally in like crying or anything. Nothing got me like that. So it's not really pushing that envelope, you know, that envelope of uh, of what you can do with emotions and stuff like that. So it's not really like going forward more, but it's so much of an entertaining time that it's definitely rising above the mediocre. Yeah, it's it's definitely a fun who done it. Um, I, I think it, it was a good time. Yeah. And, uh, everybody did a great job, and uh, and <laughs> I do not have any issues with. Uh, was Kelly Riley? I was just teasing when I said that. <laughs> well, Kelly, Kelly Riley, let, let's, and you were talking about facial stuff with uh, Tina Fey. Kelly Riley constantly looks like she's either going to cry kill someone. Mm-hmm. It, that's just like how I look. We saw, we watched Yellowstone, and that's every episode is like, she's going to cry and kill you. Yeah. Like, that's just how it is. I like, think I just got so sick of all the characters on that show, and she was just the worst, yeah, and I just couldn't take it. Yeah, and it kind of, uh, it does spoil it when a character you watch so much of and you really want to punch in the face, just yeah. this, like, 
it's hard to see that actress do something else. Yeah, but she's good but in this. So she's she's good. She know. definitely does. And she's great on Yellowstone too. I mean, she's no, when, she, when actress can is. make you hate and kind of like them. Yeah, it's it's interesting. She does diabolical very well, and she, I mean, you hate her right off the bat. And a lot of people actually love her character. They think she's, but I, I just do think too. I, I, she's one of the most interesting characters, but oh, also yeah. she's a son of a bitch. She's interesting, but she's awful, and so. Yeah. You just, after a while, I was watching that show, I was like, I, I think I hate this actress now. Because I just couldn't take it anymore. Because yeah. I just couldn't take another thing. But, and like, you know, it's not her. It's the character. But she's doing her job well, if, yeah. you know. And I think I might have, t- I already talked about this in the before, but I think uh, the movie Eden Lake, which is also more of her crying and freaking out. Yeah. And we, I don't think we've seen a lot of movies with her where she isn't doing that. I know, but that movie So it's like a lot of crying me. and, like... I was so terrified stuff. Yeah, I was like so mad at that movie. I was like, I, that one's a hard one to watch. That one's very difficult to watch. So yeah, but anyway, this movie, go see it. It was fun. Yeah, and um, and let us know what you think about it. I would love to hear what your thoughts are, and you can hit us up on social media. Scott runs the movie page, um, just another movie night on Instagram, and um, if you want to talk to me, um, the Crafty Misfit. So um, reach out to us. Yeah. And, uh, of course, um, this is a double feature, and uh, we gave the same score for the both. Yeah, we did. And so uh, I'm looking forward to the next movie. I'm hoping that doesn't let us down. Oh, wait. Is it The Expendables? Oh, no. <laughs> Shut up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one.